Hey, everybody. Tanner Charlie Kirk Show. The downfall of San Francisco and New York. Producer Andrew joins the program as we talk about two great American cities that have collapsed. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Become a member today at members.charliekirk.com. That is members.charliekirk.com. Uh, you can email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Co-piloting this hour is producer Andrew. Producer Andrew, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me, Charlie. Important day. It is an important day. And so the lead, uh, we wanted to touch on this yesterday. Uh, we were kind of going through the news, and I want to just kind of share some of my thoughts. Andrew, I know this is close to your heart as well. Two cities that I grew up admiring, especially when I, was, when I started Turning Point USA and I started traveling the country by myself, there were two cities that just seemed larger than life that I got a lot of energy from. One in particular was New York. New York was my favorite city. I would visit frequently. I always felt safe would raise money there, go on Fox, go on TV. It was, is it the more time you spent in New York, the more you felt charged up. And, you know, I remember even visiting New York with you, Andrew, six or seven years ago, and we still had that feeling. The other was San Francisco. San Francisco is a uniquely American city. There is no city quite like it. Um, from the topography to the culture, to the restaurants, uh, to the history, it, it really is unique. And it is remarkable. Both of these cities, and we're going to go through uh, news items on both New York and San Francisco have made a conscious decision to no longer be great cities. And New York, of course, the top story is the confiscation of Trump's business empire. And we're going to go through some of the tape there. And San Francisco has become the laughing stock of the NBA All-Star game. We'll play that as well as having a foreigner. That's right, a foreigner to their election commission. Andrew, you grew up, I don't want to say near San Francisco, but regionally you know, in the same area, in the Tahoe area. So that, there's a lot of San Francisco elements there. San Francisco used to be one of America's greatest cities. Yeah, so we, I grew up driving to San Francisco all the time as a Nevada guy on that side of the border. We would root for San Francisco teams. The, I grew up rooting for the Giants and the Niners. Uh, I have a bunch of Italian relatives still in San Francisco. They have restaurants and the wharf. It's a city near and dear to my heart because it was such a huge part of my childhood. And you know, to watch it slowly decay by choice is a really hard thing to watch. And we've seen, you know, critics like Elon Musk, we've seen Joe Rogan criticize it. You know, you've been vandalized there. You famously were in a car with Dave Rubin and uh, you were doing some sort of campus stop and you got your car, you know, all the computers, Nintendo's, Dave's Nintendo got stolen, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, We see this and you know, to see a city that has such promise 
and is probably the most beautiful city in America. Just as it, as, it, you, as you mentioned, the topography oh. to the its location in the water. Um, to see it willingly choose decline and just woke moronic idiocy time and time again is truly something to behold. And you've got these two metropoles on both coasts. It's like all of America's entrepreneurial spirit, its capital, its might, it seemed to get poured into New York and San Francisco. So you had these two sister cities on either side of the country spanning the expanse of of, of our great country. And to watch them both in their own unique, silly, stupid, plainly obvious way get dragged into the into the, the into the abyss is super hard to watch. And I, I we were talking about this in the chat uh, yesterday because I think you tweeted something about uh, New York specifically. I don't want to root against American cities. It is not in my DNA. Whether they're Democrat or Republican, I don't want to see this. I hate seeing it. But at some level, we have to get to the point where we say, you have this coming and you must experience the pain. You are, you know, you're on your own right now. And I hope the consequences wake you up sooner than later. Yeah, and it's just, it's tragic. I feel sadness because I used to love visiting San Francisco. And I'd say eight years ago, I felt that I could walk the streets of San Francisco, no problem. I mean, there was a little bit of homeless there. But for those of you that have never visited San Francisco, it, it just... There is no city like it on the planet. It's just it's it, the, the the hills and the you know the 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 one the winding areas and it's just the bridges exactly the bridges and and the takeaway for this what we're talking about everybody for New York and San Francisco I want to play a piece of tape here is that it's politics it's politics it is tempting for some people to say I don't care about politics well not caring about politics has destroyed two of the greatest things we had in this country. San Francisco and New York. Don't take my word for it. Charles Barkley, out of nowhere in the NBA All-Star game, just starts going off. And Reggie Miller is kind of defending San Francisco. He's being the politically correct Reggie Miller. Play cut 26. Hey, 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 hey Reggie. Yes? If you, had a, if you had a chance of being cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, when you... Oh, that's No, we don't. Yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. Yeah, with a bulletproof bag. Hey, Taylor, you live in Philadelphia. Taylor, that's your red button on that microphone. It says cough. Hey. Just hold that down. Absolutely. Just hold that thing down. You know what, B- no, we don't. That's one of the great. I mean, Charles Barkley's just amazing. He's he's great on some issues, really frustrating on others. And by the way, that's the most entertaining thing that came out of the 200 points scored <laughs> at the NBA All Star game. That was 300. It was 300. It was like 160 to 140 or whatever. And by the way, that was the the underreported, you know, fact of that clip. Charlie is watching those, you know, overpaid uh, NBA athletes shoot from like 10 feet behind the three point line and just throwing up, you know, random shots. Like the quality of basketball is just oh, abysmal. by the way, and I get that the time was running there, out. There's a was- there's a great chart that Ryan has to make, which is the quality of NBA basketball and the quality of America are directly correlated together. Oh. It's, it, and by the way, the final score was 211 to 186. Oh my god, that's 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 pathetic. ridiculous. There's three the 397 points scored. And well, you you tweeted about this, Charlie, and it went viral. I think you got like 3.5 million engagements or whatever. And I, you know, I was scrolling the chat, and there was probably about a hundred people that went, 
there was an NBA All-Star game <laughs> yesterday. It's like nobody had any idea. Well, and so the the it's it's illuminating because the Charles Barkley is basically saying, "No, we don't. We don't like San Francisco." And I just want to reiterate this. It's not as if an asteroid came and hit San Francisco or that it was well, it was sort of invaded, but invaded by a foreign power. That what you are witnessing is something that was beautiful, something that worked, something that was desirable. That it, this is not some sort of right-wing conspiracy. First of all, you can just visit it for yourself. It's an absolute trash can. But for it to penetrate the NBA All-Star game and to have Charles Barkley say, we don't go to an entire city. And by the way, that's like a humiliation to Steph Curry, to the Golden State Warriors, that their city has become a laughingstock during a, well, what's, it's not really a major cultural event, but somewhat of a major cultural event. Well, and, and just so people were confused about this, this all-star game was in Indianapolis. So Charlie, Charles Barkley was saying, hey, would you rather be here where it's cold or are you going to make me go to San Francisco next year, which is where the all-star oh, game is scheduled for next year, it. and get robbed by a bunch of homeless crooks? And then, and, and you're totally right. You know, Charles Barkley's this wild card. He'll say whatever he, he wants to say because he's he's Charles Barkley beloved. He's trusted. He's got a long history in this it, it, being an announcer. But Reggie's trying to like work his way in or something. Uh, you know, he's not as not as well known for this gig. And he's he's a great NBA uh, player in his own right. And you know, gave gave Jordan a run for his money. No disrespect to Reggie, but I I love this dichotomy of. You got the truth teller on one side, and then you have this other guy that's kind of the the spokesperson for the regime. You know, oh no, San Francisco's fine. It's what's well, it's actually not fine. Um, the, the city has not been fine for for a long time. And then and then on top of that, they're trying to make it easier for people who are not citizens to not only vote in local elections, but then run local elections, which is which is, I think, just a perfect symbol of how disconnected from reality this city has become and, and they do not care that their their home is falling apart by the way there was a story about oakland which is an overflow sister city of san francisco it's so sad what's happened there as well the globalists are making it very clear that another pandemic could be just around the corner uh, they want us to live in fear to be willing to sacrifice our freedoms it doesn't have to be this way you need to be prepared not scared that's why you need the wellness company the wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust their medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. I can 100% endorse this company. They are amazing. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to help keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to twc.health slash Charlie. That is twc.health slash Charlie. Enter promo code Charlie for 10% off. The Wellness Company, they are licensed doctors and medical professionals you can trust. Again, that's twc.health slash Charlie, promo code Charlie for 10% off. See site for details. Prescription may be required. So, Andrew, let's go to this piece of tape here. As if San Francisco doesn't have enough problems, San Francisco has now elected a non-citizen. That's right, a non-citizen. I think we have a piece of tape here that correlates with this. So, Andrew, do you want to give some background here? It's a non-citizen foreigner who is now on the San Francisco Election Commission. And we've, yeah. been, we've been saying for quite some time, hey, foreigners are going to be allowed to vote. Not only can foreigners vote in certain elections, but foreigners can serve on election commission boards. Yeah, this is Kelly Wong, you know, and she's so so she's breaking barriers, Charlie. 
breaking barriers. She's the first non-citizen to be appointed to San Francisco's Elections Commission. And she gave her victory speech in Mandarin. Well, in the middle of San Francisco. Let's listen. This is her victory speech. Play cut 25. 咁就其實喺兩年前我嚟到三藩市嘅時候呢,咁我就認識咗好多原來三藩市有好多嘅權利嘅喎,好多權利係好多三個非公民啊,移民呢都可以呢去做委員。Do you get that? Welcome to America. That is your election yeah. official. And by the way, we played it intentionally with the Mandarin because people say I don't understand what's going on. She's an election official. She's yeah. in charge and she gave her entire she gave an entire victory speech and her conversation her interview in a foreign language yeah and this you know it's i I was joking about the obviously the boundary breaking nature of this and it's you know the glass ceiling all these you know it's like i feel like for the last 15 years we've all had to put up with the first woman the first african-american the first hispanic the like and i and i thought to myself it's like and then they started getting to second you know the second uh black woman or the second hispanic and then the third only and I thought, how long are they going to do this? How long are we going to have to keep referencing which number in the order of the boundary breaking that this person is? And then they just come up with a whole new category. The first non-citizen to be elected to the election commissions. In, and it's like, yeah, we, we just heard her, you know, for 30 seconds there going off in Mandarin. And how edifying was that for our audience in America? Isn't that exactly what you want to hear? And and. We've talked about it on this show. You've talked about it a lot in your various platforms, Charlie. But just the, de- 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 the degrading of what it means to be an American citizen. Yes. And now they're trying to – there's a bill in Congress trying to make uh, it so illegals can get citizenship if they serve, serve in the armed forces because you know we're missing our recruiting goals by over 40,000 because native-born Americans don't believe in the military anymore. Um, and, and – uh, on and on it goes, and there, you know, there's stories out of New York that I know we're going to get to, where they're just handing out debit cards full of like ten thousand dollars in cash, potentially up to. It's very insulting. What's the point of being an American if you get all the benefits, you get all the access, everything you could possibly want, free money, if you're if you're not even a citizen? And it, I think you should feel really insulted uh, wherever you're listening to this. That this is the state of the current Democrat Party. Republicans are not pushing this. This is coming from no, the Democrats. It's one party rule. There's only, and that's what goes goes back to the point, which is, for some of your family members, walk, you know, that you might talk to, they might say, "I don't like politics." You know, politics is too divisive. One party rule. You get San Francisco and New York, but think about the celebration. They're celebrating this individual, Kelly Wong, who is again not a U.S. citizen, appoints first non-citizen. I just want to reiterate this. We're not making fun of people that speak, you know, Chinese and they're here legally. Okay, that that's something that's a separate conversation. I hope you learn English. But if you're here legally, you're here legally. This is someone who is here legally. Okay, but not a citizen, like not not a passport holder, can't vote. Can I just say that? Uh, isn't legally allowed to vote. Let me read this on sanfrancisco.com. Uh, the newest member of the San Francisco Election Commission, a seven-member civilian that oversees and creates policies for Department of Elections, isn't legally allowed to vote. Is not legally allowed to vote. Well, but Charlie, this goes back to some of the, you know, the census stuff, right? Democrats don't want citizenship included in the census because it's a, about congressional apportionment. It's about uh, dollars from D.C. Uh, they They want... Uh, more and more power 
for illegals. They want more representation for illegals because it was their policies that, that opened the doors wide open in the first place, and they want to reap the benefit. And this is part of the benefit. They get people that are not drawn to a conservative viewpoint that look at the Democrat Party as the handaway party. Okay, Kirk fans, I need you to stop and pay attention to this. If you deal with exhaustion, brain fog, mood swings, or food cravings, if you're constantly getting sick or simply lack the zeal you used to have in life, then I have some news for you. A while back, I found a liquid supplement called Strong Cell, and it changed my health in a very profound way. I take it every single day. Look, I knew I had to partner with them. I did the research. Google and look up online what happens when you mix NADH with CoQ10 and marine collagen. It's simple. Every area of your body has cells. So if your cells are healthier, then you will also be healthier. You don't have to take my word for it. Listen to one of these testimonials. After taking strong cell for six weeks, I found improvement in many areas, less shoulder pain, improved mental clarity, increased natural energy, and so much more. I'm thankful that Charlie Kirk recommended this to his listeners. Rebecca says, I absolutely love strong cell. At first, I didn't think it would make much of a difference for my chronic fatigue, depression, and anxiety but I thought I'd give it a chance. I've tried to find depression meds for 10 years, and since you strong sell, I'm feeling better than I ever have on depression medication. Customer for life, thank you, Charlie Kirk, for recommending this product. So there it is. You've heard from me directly and some of the users who have seen their lives changed by strong sell. I personally recommend taking it every day for at least 30 days. I take it every day before I go on the air, and it's helped me in more ways than I can even name. Each of our bodies is very different. So I would recommend you give the supplement at least two to three months to see the changes in your body. Go to strongcell.com and learn more for yourself. That's strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. And don't forget to use discount code Charlie at checkout to get your special 20% discount for Kirk listeners. Or you can call 888-596-0155 to order over the phone. That is 888-596-0155 or visit strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. So, Andrew, I, I, you pinpointed this earlier, and I want to play this New York tape, but I feel as if a part of what I love is dying, and I don't celebrate it. We're not to blame for it. We as conservatives are not to blame for it. But it's tragic because some of the most important parts of America are in New York and San Francisco. When people think of America overseas, they typically will think of either New York, L.A., and L.A. is its own ish, set of issues. Um, L.A. is largely dead, kept only alive probably because of the weather and because of the film industry. But L.A. is basically also dead and completely unrecognizable. Andrew, as someone who has spent time in some of these liberal enclaves, L.A. especially, can you at least hypothesize why voting habits do not change, even though the suffering, the calamity and the crime continue to mount? Yeah, L.A. is a is an interesting one, actually, because, you know, up until I think 2001 or two, it had a, a Republican uh, mayor actually, Richard Reardon. It kind of mirrored the New York, LA, uh, you know, uh, Rudy Giuliani era, and it 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 got a lot of policing. It got safe. It started gentrifying, and you really saw this this amazing era in both New York and in LA from about uh, the late 90s, early 2000s up until. Uh, COVID, really. Um, even LA, you know, for all its problems, was a was a was a pretty great place in a lot of ways, and has a more conservative streak than people would would normally associate with, say, for example, San Francisco. Definitely has a different feel uh, than San Francisco, and I would say that 
you know, and, and by the way, you've got Santa Barbara, which has the Reagan Ranch up north. You've got the um, the Reagan Library in Simi Valley and parts of northern uh, Los Angeles are are pretty conservative, actually. Thousand Oaks area, Simi Valley. And so it, it really is kind of an outlier in some ways. And you had you had um, uh, Rick Caruso, who was running for mayor, who was a, formerly a Republican, uh, then became a Democrat, uh, basically to to you know so that the R word wasn't the scarlet letter for him, Republican. And you know he got really close. He got Gwyneth Paltrow, Snoop Dogg endorsements, lots of lots of buzz about him, the Kardashians, and got really close, but ultimately couldn't do it. And I think. The problem is, is that you've had, you, you, you know, you, this replacement thing that we talk about, everybody says, oh, conspiracy. Well, no, California is the, is the example for that, right? And they, they, I think we, we talked about it actually one of the days you weren't here where the Democrats have actually seen California as the, the first installment of what they plan to do through demographics meet equaling destiny. Now, I don't necessarily ascribe to that. I think Hispanics, uh, are are coming towards the conservative party. Whether they'll come all the way, I don't know. Um, but you know, the bottom line is, Charlie, we have to deal with the fact that you know Democrats have not won the black or the white vote for a long time. They lost it by twenty and seventeen percent, respectively, in twenty sixteen and twenty twenty. And they know that they do better with minorities. In California, in you know, in the nineties, attempted to deal with this. Um, a judge got in the way. They tried to, you know, make it illegal for uh, non-citizens, illegals, to uh, use schools and and uh, basically public um, uh, goods like schools, hospitals, etc. It, it it passed overwhelmingly by 60 plus percent, and then it and then the judge, the courts got in the way, and California has basically been lost ever since. And it's been slowly going that way. LA is a perfect example of that, where you have one group, especially the Hispanic group, um, voting a certain way, and you can't convince them otherwise. Now, I will say California Hispanics and Texas Hispanics are different. Um, you'll you'll see much better splits for Republicans with Texas Hispanics, for example, than you will with California Hispanics. But essentially, you know, the R word has become a dirty word in California pol- politics. So you, if you have an R next to your name, you're written off, and the GOP here is is basically dead. And it, you know, there's not a whole lot of um, there's not a whole lot of movement behind it or energy behind it, especially after Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it's and and so it's a branding thing as much as anything. You know, it, they just it, see just, the R word as being it's, a racist. It's so frustrating because you see the destruction and the entrance into dystopia, and voting voting habits remain unchanged. I want to focus on New York here. Uh, Donald Trump had his business empire effectively taken away from him. Uh, One of the most articulate uh, defenders on television right now is Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. He's not a political person, but he has been excellent in defending how outrageous this is. And quite honestly, it's it's easy to forget, um, and we've taken it for granted for so long, but the genuine rule of law that we have in this country is one of the most important pieces of a successful country. Historically, it's also very uncommon. In most countries and for most of history, the law was just the gloss put over the actions of the powerful. The king or the emperor or the powerful nobles ruled with basically absolute power and authority. An ordinary person who tried to oppose them had no chance. Having a court system, any court system, that more or less fairly adjudicates the laws is one of the blessings we inherited from England, specifically Blackstone and the Western legal and English legal tradition. 
And it's why both England and America became so rich. Let me repeat that. The rule of law and private property rights, even more than low taxes and low regulation, is the, the, the number one ingredient towards wealth creation. When the rule of law is strong and property rights are strong, the king or someone else just can't take in, walk in and take your stuff for no reason. And when property rights are strong, that means people are more willing to be economically productive because they can keep their stuff. They can build and invest for the future because they can count on being able to pass what they build on and pass them on to their kids. When the rule of law and property rights erode, prosperity goes away rapidly because why bother building anything? That's why Cuba and Venezuela are disasters, why South Africa is a disaster. Now, New York was already reeling from the aftermath of the COVID lockdowns. Now, New York is scrambling to explain to its massive financial and real estate sectors why they shouldn't flee the state. Now, let me pause. I have uh, spoke to a couple multi-billionaires in New York that are involved in the real estate business. Democrat real, real estate guys are freaking out over this. They are not happy. Privately, they say this is totally outrageous. They see what this is. If you get on the wrong side of the political regime, they could take all your stuff, despite there being no victims. Because businessmen in New York see that New York's takedown of the Trump organization was a completely unprecedented and nakedly political. It was the Soviet-style takedown of a state enemy. It's not just the civil suit against Trump organization. It's also worth remembering the E. Jean Carroll case. New York legislature extended the statute of limitations for the six-month period that it could actually, so Carroll could file a lawsuit. Then the law went away. Six months later, it was all done. Just help lawmakers take a shot at Trump with a case that was itself ludicrously flimsy at best. So now businessmen are looking at this takedown and going, wait, what if we're next? And Governor Hochul is trying to scramble around saying, oh no, we won't do this to you. We'll only do it to Trump. He's the only state enemy. Nobody should believe her. Play cut 36. Wouldn't there be many companies who would not want to do business or loan money to people like yourself or investors if they know that they can get away with fraud and there's no recourse to protect them? Excuse me, what fraud? I don't, I, this is not about Trump anymore. When you I know. get a developer, when you get a developer that builds a building and he says it's worth $400 million and he wants to borrow $200 million from a bank, which happens every day, everywhere on earth, including every American city, every developer is an entrepreneur. They shine the light on their building and they say it's worth 400. The bank does its own due diligence, as was done in this case, because they're very good at it. The banks are very good. And they say, no, it's worth 300. We're only going to loan you 150 million. That haggling has gone on for decades. That's how it works. What Kevin O'Leary is explaining is basically how capital deals are structured. No one is going to want to develop in New York. And it's almost like Letitia James wants it that way, Andrew. This is this has never happened before in the history of the country, Andrew. Yeah, I don't think, you know, actually, I don't think that they want this. They don't want people pulling out of California. They're already complaining about their eroding tax base and fleeing to Florida. Um, but they just they get so fixated and myopic on their get Trump crusade that they can't see that this has consequences. And it does have consequences. And I'm so grateful to Kevin O'Leary for, for going out and stating the obvious that you have now fallen into Venezuela, Cuba territory where, where people can just disagree with you and steal from you and rob you. And, you know, again, this goes back to what we said earlier. I don't want to root against New York, but 
how can you not when they are literally robbing from from Donald Trump? This is a crime, quote unquote, with no victims. Nobody lost money. The banks made money. As a matter of fact, if you went back to the banks, I'm sure they would be like, Mr. Trump, here's another loan because you've been such a good client of the bank. And so for them to then uh, show me the man, show me the crime, this is Soviet. This is uh, a show trial type stuff, and it and it has to come with consequences. But again, I, I I don't think I think that they're so myopic and fixated on getting Trump that they can't see the fact that they, their policies and their pursuits and their vendettas are going to have real world consequences for their city. Hey, everybody, Charlie Kirk here. There's nothing worse than hearing about people living in pain. That's why I want to tell you about Keith from Washington and his Relief Factor story. After years of activity from college football to running a martial arts studio, at age 51, Keith's body felt like it was wearing out. So he gave Relief Factor a try. Keith says he now has, quote, little to no pain in my knees and highly reduced neck pain. Feeling so much better, he pursued a second-degree black belt. If you're living with aches and pains, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel better and live better every day. I know so many people that have taken Relief Factor and they speak highly of it. Developed by doctors, Relief Factor truly has helped so many people take back their lives. So get started. Try the Relief Factor three-week quick start. It's only $19.95 and it comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. So visit relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. That is the number 1-800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Get out of pain today. ReliefFactor.com. Let's play cut 24 here. Kevin O'Leary reiterates a mass exodus that will be occurring. Play cut 24. This award, um, I mean, just leaving the whole Trump thing out of it and, and seeing what occurred here, and, and I'm, I'm no different than any other investor. I'm shocked at this. I, I can't even understand or fathom uh, the the decision at all. It, there's no rationale for it. And so it doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state. Like California is a loser state. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now. And I'm not the only person saying that. And so, Andrew, this is now San Francisco, New York. You could add Chicago to the list. Kevin O'Leary making the argument that the flow of capital is only going to increase. And, and Kathy Hochul came out and said, oh, don't worry. Uh, this is an extraordinary case. And uh, if you follow the law, th- this won't happen to you. Andrew. Yeah, I mean, we all know that that's, you know, now that the, the Pandora's box has been opened, you can't deny your lying eyes, right? It's like we've we've seen what these people are willing to do uh, for politics. And to Kevin's point, I mean, uh, Kevin O'Leary, he said it's already it was already a loser state. New York's already a loser state. They are getting trounced. And Charlie, you know this better than I do because, you know, a lot of these people are donors or friends of yours in your in the business network. They're all moving to Florida. Like a lot of people and they're not just right wingers. These are these are just good businessmen that are looking for low taxes and and favorable regulatory environment and the rule of law. And they're all going to Florida and other states, North Carolina, Texas, uh massive influx across, you know, red states. And you know, again, again, hopefully they're gonna they're gonna fafo right, and and they will correct course. But I don't I, I don't know what needs to change in New York for that to take place. And it is a growing trend of these blue states, and 
you see this, by the way, other cities are next. Denver has already collapsed and will soon be one of the laughing stocks. Nashville is well on its way for all the Tennessee Patriots out there. Nashville is showing some very, very dangerous signs of collapse. Atlanta has its own problems, but no city is immune to this virus, which is allowing the panhandling, the homelessness, the crime, the lack of prosecution. Now, Florida, to the great credit, there's this amazing CNN clip where they said, well, you know, all these criminals, they tend to focus on New York, not on Florida, because they know if they go to Florida, they're going to get thrown into jail. It was a great clip. It was a great clip. I wish we had. A, I didn't know we were going to pull it up. But but yeah, I mean, the the what you called out, though, with Nashville, I, I happen to like Nashville, but I will tell you that, you know, Houston, Dallas, yep. uh, blue cities and red states are definitely not immune to this, even in Florida. But, you know, because... <clears throat> they tend to be Democrat controlled. And so they're still plagued by all this weak on crime, uh, you know, uh, lax enforcement of laws and then selective prosecutions. Right. So you can go and steal a bunch of stuff in New York. You can beat up some police officers if you're, if you're an illegal. And we haven't really hit this story, I think, enough. But Eric Adams is now piloting a program where he might give illegal debit cards with $10,000 in free money. And by the way, he th- this great New York Post reporter has has highlighted this this story, and it's just remarkable. Her name's Nicole Jalinas. I want to give her credit for that. You know, it's being reported in the media as a fifty three million dollar program. And notice, and she makes this point. Notice that Eric Adams is not correcting the record because it's getting a lot of bad press. You'd think he'd come out and correct the record. Well, why is he not correcting the record? Because fifty three million is just what the company that has been contracted to do this program is getting. That's what they're getting paid, $53 million. It could actually end up being a bottomless pit in the billions, the way that this contract is written. So as many illegals need it, they're going to keep handing out cash cards. Now, hopefully, a city that's already strapped and cutting like library services and park services and police academy trainings is going to then, you know, reel this back in, you would hope. But who knows? Sanctuary cities are 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 doggedly yep. committed to this moronic idea that they have to take care of criminal aliens that are, have broken into America before America f- citizens. Growing up, San Francisco and New York, two of the great American cities, they are now laughingstocks. They are now, it's now the agreed consensus of anyone that looks at it fairly and analytically. Do not invest. Do not spend money. Get out of San Francisco and New York. And trucker boycotts. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.